This is the Victory Podcast. Every week, we'll share an inspiring message about God's grace and forgiveness for you, wherever you're at in life. Your victory starts now. Lord God, in a world of turmoil, we ask that you would bring us tranquility and that you would make us agents of tranquility. In a world of conflict, we ask that you would bring us comfort and make us agents of comfort. In a world full of problems, we ask that you would bring us peace, that you would make us peacemakers. In a world full of hurt, we ask that you would bring us healing and make us agents of healing. We ask this in the name of the only one who can make all of that happen. In the name of Jesus, our Savior, Amen. Have you ever stepped on a nail? If you haven't, you can probably imagine the pain that's involved. Now, if you step on a nail, when you step on a nail, the the choices, you know, you've got a couple of choices, right? You can leave it in there and you're going to have pain all the time, especially when you step down on that foot. You, you can leave it in there. It will probably get infected, probably get gangrene. You'll have to have your foot amputated. Or if you don't do that, then you're just going to die from the infection. Or you can go through the brief pain of extraction and begin the process of healing. When it comes to our physical life, our physical health, our physical wounds, what we are to do is so clear. It's simple. But yet when it comes to our spiritual and emotional wounds, when we've we've stepped on a nail spiritually or emotionally, we'll so often let it fester. And it leads to things like angerness and, and bitterness and Hatred, and it prevents the healing process. It poisons our soul and threatens our faith. Today, as Pastor Ben mentioned, we're beginning a, a new series called The Grace Between Us. And what we're going to do is we're gonna, today we're going to look at going from hurt to healing as we talk about and answer some frequently asked questions on forgiveness. Okay. And to help us do that, we're going to go to one of the most compelling accounts in all of Scripture on forgiveness. It's an account where Peter, a disciple of Jesus, is is asking Jesus some questions on forgiveness. And Jesus answers him and then gives a story to, to, you know, expound on that answer to make it clear. And what I want you to do while I'm reading through the story is I'd like you to see where you fit in to the story. Here it is from Matthew chapter 18. Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times? Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. Okay, and now Jesus is going to go on and tell a story and tell us exactly what that means. 
Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. As he began the settlement, a man who owed him 10,000 bags of gold was brought to him. Since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife and his children and all that he had be sold to repay the debt. At this, the servant fell on his knees. Be patient with me, he begged him. I'll pay back everything. Servant's master took pity on him, canceled the debt, and let him go. But when the servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred silver coins. He grabbed him and began to choke him. Pay back what you owe me, he demanded. His fellow servant fell to his knees and begged him, be patient with me, I'll pay it back. But he refused. Instead, he went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. When the other servants saw what had happened, they were outraged and went and told their master everything that had happened. Then the master called the servant in. You wicked servant, he said. I canceled all that debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? In anger, his master handed him over to the jailers to be tortured until he should pay back all he owed. This is how my heavenly father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or sister from your heart. So in the story... There's a guy who owes the king a chunk of change. <laughs> and we're told how much that chunk of change is. It's 10,000 bags of gold. If you're like me, you kind of got this little bit of an accountant part in you, and you're starting to think about how's he going to be able to pay this off, okay? If he pays it off, part of it here and part of it here and, and maybe here, you know, and how many, you know, the interest added on to that, when will he be able to pay it off? But here's the thing. At that time and in this culture and in the Greek language at this time, the largest number they had, the, the largest number that they had any word for was 10,000. Okay? So the guy owed 10,000 bags of gold. What's being said here in our way of saying it is this guy owed to infinity and beyond. Okay? He could not pay the debt off ever, no matter what. It was a debt he couldn't pay. And since he couldn't pay, the king said, okay, sell everything he has. Sell him, his wife, and his children into slavery. That's not going to pay off the debt, but it's going to take everything he has, his life. Because as some of you recall, the wages of sin is death. Okay. The man begs for his life. He pleads. He is, he's so sorry. He's, he's not so sorry that he got caught. He's not so sorry that he has this debt. He is so sorry because of the debt it has caused the king. And he pleads for mercy. He promises he'll pay it back even though he can't, but, but he's sincere. 
And the king sees his humility and his sincerity. And he forgives him the entire debt. He forgives him the entire debt by taking the debt away from him, away from his account, and placing it on his own account. That kind of generosity, that kind of grace is amazing. And the man is set free. And as a free man, he goes into the city, and as he's walking through the city, he sees someone who owes him, who owes him a hundred silver coins, okay? A significant amount, no doubt about it, but a drop in the hat compared to 10,000 bags of gold, what he owed the king. So the man sees this guy who owes him 100 silver coins and goes up to him and immediately forgives him. No, that's not what he did. He goes to the man and says, pay up. And the guy pleads with him, pleads with mercy, pleads, you know, in humility. He's sincere just like he did with the king. And so the guy forgives him. No, he didn't. The guy couldn't pay his debt. And so the guy who was given, forgiven 10,000 bags of gold has the man who owes him 100 silver coins thrown into prison until he can pay the debt. Now, what would you think if you were there? What would you think if you were able to witness all of this? You see this guy be forgiven 10,000 bags of gold. And then you see him go out, the same guy go out, and then not forgive the one who owes him 100 silver coins. Well, for those who were there in the story, when they start, they were appalled. They were outraged. And they went back to the king and they reported to the king what this guy did. And so the king brings in that servant back. And the king is hotter than hot. What's with you? I forgave you 10,000 bags of gold. And you didn't forgive someone 100 silver coins? Okay. I'm reinstating your debt. I'm giving you back all the 10,000 bags of gold. It's yours. And you're in prison until you pay it off. And you'll never be able to pay it off. Because the wages of sin is death. Okay, so where do you fit in to the story? I'll give you a hint, you're not the king. You and I, we, on our own, owe the king 10,000 bags of gold. That's our sin. So much. It's a debt 
we can't even begin to repay. Truth is, even just one sin, just one, we can't even begin to repay that debt. So let's think about, not, let's, let's go back, not, not decades ago, not throughout our whole life, but let's just go back to this last week. Did you sin at all? Self-righteousness? Shaming? Judging? Pettiness? Pride? Gossip? Impatient, cursing, swearing, lust, laziness, or maybe something else. See, sin, because of our sinful nature, here's a hard truth. Sin, for you and me, has become a way of life. The scriptures say, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. All of us, no matter who we are, have a deep and desperate need of forgiveness. And so our frequently asked question, our first one is, who needs forgiveness? We all need to ask God for forgiveness of a debt that we can't even begin to repay. Forgiveness matters because sin creates a space between us and God. How else do you fit into the story? We fit in this story with, with the same guy. We've all been sinned against. People have hurt us, whether intentionally or unintentionally. We've been broken, we're hurt, we're wounded. Maybe as a child you were neglected. Maybe you were called a name on the playground as a little kid and it stuck. Maybe you were humiliated by a teacher in the front of the class. Maybe a friend betrayed you, a spouse betrayed you. Maybe someone ruined your name. Someone maybe gave you bad financial advice. Or maybe someone actually committed a crime against you. We've all been hurt. We've all been wounded. What's going to make the difference is what we're going to do with that wound. We can hold on to it. And we'll be edgy and full of anger and have trust issues, and we won't heal. 
or we can forgive the debtor and the debt and begin the process of healing. Now, for, for some of us maybe who have been abused, we can, we can forgive. But when it comes to reconciliation, that, that could be really tough here on earth. When we've been abused, we, we might need someone from the outside to, to come in and, and, and walk with us to see if reconciliation is, is really possible at this time. But we can forgive. The second question is, why do we struggle to forgive? And one of the reasons why, we'll look at a few, because we don't feel forgiven. And because we don't feel forgiven, we think we've got to earn our forgiveness. We got to do some good works. We got to be pleasing to to earn that forgiveness. Again, a lot of us wouldn't uh, agree with that vocally, but that's really the way we're living our lives. And because we think we've got to earn our forgiveness, we're trying to make sure that other people are earning our forgiveness too. Second reason why we struggle to forgive is because you think your sin isn't that costly. Oh, it, it's not that bad. I mean, it wasn't good, but it's not that bad. I'm not that bad. It wasn't good, but I'm not that bad. Appreciate the forgiveness, but what this other person did to me that's nothing compared to, you know, what I, theirs is so much bigger. And we're flipping that story of Jesus on its head. Thinking that someone owes us 10,000 bags of gold and we just got 100 silver coins laying around. A third reason why we, we struggle to forgive is because we don't want to be taken advantage of. That's the 21st century. We're smart. Oh, we don't want to be taken advantage because we know what it's like to take advantage because we've taken advantage of God. Last reason that we'll look at this morning is we struggle to forgive because we don't see the intrinsic value of the person. We see their sin, we see their bad behavior, we see their attitude, but as we look at them, we don't see that they too are made in the image of God and and dearly, dearly loved by God. You know, there are consequences to the lack of forgiveness. The lack of forgiveness is a sin. And so it not only creates a space between us and the one who sinned against us, 
but also a space between us and God. See, if I'm holding on to that sin, I, I can't hold on to God. My fist is closed. It's occupied. There's a cost to our lack of forgiveness. It robs us of joy and contentment. It leaves us anger and bitter. Our good emotions are frozen. We struggle to love and we struggle to receive love. So who do you need to forgive? Who came up in your mind right away? Person that annoys us? Person that we disagree with? The person who's betrayed us? The person who literally turned your life upside down? Who do you need to forgive? For some of us this morning, the person you need to forgive is you. God, the Holy Spirit, used the Apostle Paul to write these words for us in Colossians 3. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And so I, I know there's some struggle right now. There's some tension. You know that you're supposed to forgive and, and everything, and, but there's this, this hurt, and it just, you know, it's hard. So that leads us to our third question. What gives you the power to forgive? The greatest motivation for forgiveness is Christ's love. You see, Jesus didn't accidentally step on a nail. Nails were purposely driven through his feet. And not only were nails driven through his feet, they were also driven through his hands. And when Jesus was crucified, he didn't cuss, but he confessed. He said in Greek, tetelestai, which means paid for in full. Sin paid for in full. Justice paid for in full. Costly grace extended. For the wages of sin is death, but... The gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. The key to forgiveness is realizing that when Jesus went to that cross 2,000 years ago, he paid for all of your sins and love. 
The key to forgiveness is that when you go back to that cross 2,000 years ago, Jesus paid for the sins of the people who have sinned against you in full in love for them. Justice has been meted out. You don't need to hold on. You don't need to be bitter. You don't need to be angry. You're free. Free from your own sin and free to forgive. What's the power? Christ's love compels us. When we forgive, it shows that we know that we've been forgiven. Forgiveness is at the very heart of Christianity. It's why Jesus came. Redemption, he bought back our souls, our bodies with his life. God's plan of salvation restoring us into a right relationship with God. See, forgiveness is the grace between God and us. Forgiveness is the grace between God and others. Forgiveness is the grace between us and others. Forgiveness is the grace that moves us from hurt to healing. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, your grace not only offers us forgiveness, it gives us forgiveness. And it also enables us to live in a new way, to forgive. Holy Spirit, help us to receive our forgiveness and help us to be forgiving all of the time, just like God is with us. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Victory Podcast, brought to you by Victory of the Lamb in Franklin, Wisconsin. For video sermon archives, more information about us, and to let us know how we can meet you where you're at, go to victoryofthelamb.com.